0: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for
1: details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Spent a lot of time praising the Denver Nuggets, but also the Miami Heat. It only went five, but it felt like Miami was spent. They had that opportunity after game two, and we thought, okay, Maybe they can make this ugly, make it interesting. They ran out of gas. No excuses from Miami, including Jimmy Butler, who I think was playing with an ankle injury. He refused to use that as an excuse. They realized that Miami realized this. Denver was the better team from start to finish. And you had the two best players on the floor played for Denver. Because Jamal Murray, oh, by the way, averaged 20-10 and in the NBA Finals. That doesn't happen. It's only happened a couple of times in the last 50 years. And Jamal Murray, that's the, oh, by the way, uh, performance compared to uh, the Joker. And uh, th- they pass the ball well. When your two best players are really good passers and willing passers, you got to love playing with players like that. Yes, Marv?
2: I think Jamal Murray might be in the Jason Terry category where you forget how good Somebody else played in the series because somebody else was otherworldly okay. in the finals. So he might be in that category where people might forget about him in 10 years.
1: Yeah, but I don't know if Jason Terry was at the level Jamal Murray is talent-wise. Jason Terry was great in the finals for uh, Dirk and the Dallas. They wouldn't have won that title without Jason Terry.
2: Yeah, I just mean just in the finals, just okay. not, not as a player overall.
1: Peacock is the place to go for live sports, live games, Major League Baseball, PGA Tour, Indy car and more. Peacock has the most live sports of any streamer, including this program. Download the app. Check out the uh, sports tab on PeacockTV.com or the Peacock app to learn more. Poll question, Seton. What are we going to go with? Dan, we put up there uh, one of the toddler's suggestions mm. about
3: mm. why the game finished up the way it did last night. Uh, Jimmy Butler was a little late to the party. Bam Adebayo cooled off after a strong start. Miami's role players didn't do enough. Or, hey, the Nuggets are better. Let's not overthink
1: it. Uh, right now, the Nuggets have 89% of the vote. <laughs> yeah, they were the better team. And they, it felt like they had a game plan that they didn't have to alter. Miami didn't make them alter that. They played physical. Uh, they had a big front line. They made the shots. They passed the ball. They had one hiccup, losing the one game there. Although last night, that was Miami's game to win. It just They couldn't get anybody to make big baskets down the stretch. I still love this. Here is uh, Nikola Jokic when he finds out when the championship parade is. You said after the Lakers win, you said you were surprised that you didn't feel more. So I'm curious what you are feeling right now, and if you're looking forward to a parade coming up in Denver.
4: When is parade? (laughs) When is parade? Thursday. No. (laughs) I need to go home. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: Uh. that's great you would have thought he lost but you're hearing when is parade <laughs> Thursday oh no I just want to go home hey we did where we were supposed to do I want to go home I don't want to be there for a parade 877-3DP show email <laughs> address dp at Twitter guy, I felt right. bad. I feel bad for him he just wanted to go home he's, he's miserable yeah Uh, Come on, you got social media, and and, and you got your brand, and all those things that are really important with athletes nowadays. We did our job, I just want to go home. You know, it's refreshing to hear that. You know, it's not like, you know, the athlete always wants to be, hey, you did something, you're getting paid millions to do it, and you want us to acknowledge that you just ran in from a yard out. Okay? He didn't care. You just had one of the great... Uh, postseason performances of all time. He doesn't care. I did my job. I just want to go home. <laughs> yeah, Paulie.
5: I don't know who owns the Nuggets, but I would do this. I'd fly Jokic home tonight on a private jet and put him on a big jumbotron at the at the parade and just say, you know what? There he is at the jumbotron. He'll have horses next to him. He'll have overalls on. He'll be happy. He'll, he'll never forget it.
1: Yeah, just let him wear a cowboy hat. Yeah. He'll be on his horse. And then you can kind of... Uh, Have him be part of the parade by proxy. You don't need to have him on a float. Let him go home. All right, uh, poll question for hour two, Seton? We're going to leave that one up there, Dan. We just put that up a little while ago. All right. Yeah. All right, we'll get to phone calls coming up. Uh, George Kittle, the 49ers, tight end, making the rounds this morning. We'll talk to him, talk a little football. It's been a while. And uh, Brock Purdy, I guess they're still expecting him to be the starter week one with the 49ers. There's still a couple of things going on with the NFL with some of these players. You know, Dalvin Cook, I, for the life of me, if I can get him for $5 million, absolutely. Uh, Buffalo, Miami, $5 million, uh, absolutely. And then you got the Saquon Barkley situation. Is he going to show up for camp? And if you're Saquon Barkley and I said to you, how about you take three years, $35 million? Guaranteed. See, the Giants negotiated against themselves with Danny Dimes. They could have franchised him. Nobody was interested in Danny Dimes. You didn't have to give him the money you gave him. And you could have taken care of Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is one of the more dynamic players in the game. I know he's a running back, does catch the ball, but can I get him for a cheaper price? I didn't want to get him for a cheaper price and upset him. Like, I wanted to say, hey, you know what? You came back. We appreciated that. You played hard. You had a good season. We're on the uptick here. We're competing with the Jets in our own stadium here. How about I give you three years, $12 million each year? How about that? That seems fair. And then you didn't have to give all that money to Danny Dimes. Didn't understand the logic because you were negotiating against yourself. Like, oh, we don't want to upset the quarterback. So what? You know? Don't upset the running back who's the best player you got. Yeah, Paul.
5: And poor Saquon Barkley, if he accepts this one-year contract, basically, it just pushes back the clock on him and makes it even less likely to get that contract next
1: year. Yeah. So we'll talk to George Kittle. We'll talk some football uh, coming up. Also, DeAndre Hopkins went to see the Titans uh, left without signing anything, I think the Patriots kicked the tires on DeAndre Hopkins, and I don't know if he would do a pro day or he'd. I would be. I would want to see him work out. It might be a slap in the face for DeAndre Hopkins, but at his age, with what he's gone through, I would like to see. What do we run in the forty? In uh, what kind of can we have some drills here? Can we get our quarterback out there and throw the football with you? I would want to do that. I don't know if he'd be willing to do it, but I'd certainly want to. Uh, Justin in West Virginia leads us off this hour. Hi, Justin. What's on your mind today?
4: Hey, I see uh, you guys wanted to throw out uh, an over-under on the John Morant suspension uh, amount of games. Okay. What were you thinking?
1: Um, Marvin, have you seen anything on DraftKings with the over-under with John Morant suspension?
2: Efforting, I have not at the moment.
1: Okay, you know what? See if Picture Day Ray can find out. He's in uh, contact with uh, DraftKings. If I said over under 24 and a half, who's taking the over for Ja Morant? Marm is? Fritzy is? Seton and Paulie, no. Okay. Mm.
5: That's a perfect over
1: under, yes. though. Mm. 24 and a half. Man, 25 feels like the number. Oh, so you're going over. I think I'm going <laughs> over. I don't have any information on. I'm just throwing out an arbitrary number 25 here. 25 sounds right, though, doesn't it? Okay.
5: Yes, Paul. What would be 25% of the season? Like 20, 21 games, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, okay. 82 games. Yeah, yeah. all right. That, that's what I would go with, I think.
5: I think I think it's just a tick under what you had.
1: Okay. So you'd take the under. Yeah. Maybe like 21, 22 games. I don't know. I did think that as soon as the confetti came down, I'm thinking, what is Ja Moran thinking other than, God, I wish this had gone seven games. And who gave him the advice to be like, just say it was a toy?
3: Well, that's another thing. That's like the – no, dude, just say it was a toy. The, 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 oh, yeah, no, it's was just a
1: toy gun. Now, I don't know as if – if that's any better. I don't know if others said it on his behalf. Okay, oh, it's a toy. And the commissioner said he – it doesn't matter. When he had a real gun at the nightclub in Denver, he treated it like a toy. So what's the difference? People have gotten killed over toy guns. You can't go, oh, it's a toy gun, no harm, no foul. With what you just did and the punishment and the sit down with the commissioner and then you're playing with a toy gun? Uh, No sympathy when it comes to, you know, you getting a pretty lengthy suspension here. But the thing that I brought up with the commissioner, and he acknowledges this, With all that downtime for John Moran, it's not like you say, boy, he'll learn from this punishment. He didn't learn from the last one. So if I add 15 more games, does he then learn? I don't know. I think if you do suspend him for that amount of time, you better have somebody who is doing a welfare check, making sure he's doing okay. Is he going to see somebody? Is there rehab involved in this? You know, the NBA can't just say, hey, you're suspended, see ya, we'll, we'll uh, have you come back in two months. Can't do that, because it could get even worse for him. Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff, what's on your mind today?
4: What up, though? One time for chat, row.
2: Two time for my back, bro. Oh, for this speakerphone, man. Hey, listen, Dan, <laughs> congratulations to the Denver Nuggets on winning, The best feeling in the world is going to be that parade. And if I'm Deion Sanders, Coach Sanders of Colorado, I'm bringing recruits here on the day of the parade. You and Paulie were on to something. Why can't they have a simultaneous parade, one here, one in Serbia? Because the crowd in Serbia was going in early in the morning for their boy. So, you know, I I think you have some type of celebration for him like that.
1: I think you have a Serbian parade, and then you have the Denver parade and you have, you know, two different TVs up there and you get to watch both of them at the same time. That'd be fun. Travis in Denver. Congratulations, Travis. Thank you. Uh
4: 61235. Hard. Hard. <laughs> Super excited. Really respectful uh, about Jokic. He didn't even lift the trophy over his shoulder, laid it on the table, grabbed his family, went right to the back.
1: Inspiring to me. That was amazing. Well, also, he forgot the trophy. And then one of his teammates is like, uh, he's got the MVP trophy over here. And he's just like, <laughs> somebody else will get it. Uh, what a fascinating, fascinating person. Curtis in Colorado Springs. Hi, Curtis.
4: Hey Dan, respect our time zone. Yes. Hey, just the Denver Nuggets, and then I have a quick question for you. Where do you think Jokic falls on the all-time centers list now with this uh, championship? I personally think uh, he should be above uh, David Robinson. Well,
1: let's wait for a couple of years here, Curtis. Thanks for the phone call. I know that you know we're quick to anoint, and and I brought this up the last uh, week or so when he wins, if he wins, and the two MVPs, an MVP in the finals, the numbers that he put up, uh, you'll have detractors because they'll look at, well, Durant not in his prime, LeBron not in his prime, and you beat up a Miami Heat team that didn't really have star power. Just get ready for this because that's what's going to come up. People will try to bring him down a notch. I don't, he doesn't care, but as far as us as basketball fans – is he David Robinson? He's there. He's not Akeem. He's not Shaq. He's not Bill Russell. He's not Wilt. Um, Kareem. But he's at least in a conversation of, you know, 10 greatest centers of all time. You got, you know, there's only what, a, uh, how many players have won two MVPs and been the finals MVP? It's less than 15. So he's, he's in rarefied air already. If you're one of the top 15 players as far as what you've accomplished there, then I got to believe that you're going to be one of the top 10 centers when it's all said and done. And he's 28. Uh, and as I've mentioned before, certain guys will lose certain skills. What's he going to lose? He's not losing any of his uh, vertical or his quickness. He's still going to shoot behind his head. He's still a great passer. You know, it might be endurance or uh, fitness. Yeah, Yeah. that would be it. He should be able to still be that kind of player. And I think that's uh, it's like Luca. Luca doesn't jump and he's not fast. He's going to be Luka probably for the next, you know, seven to ten years. And the same with Joker. Yes, Paulie?
5: I have from a different website some uh, very speculative John Morant odds. Mm. Uh, If you're betting on a one to ten game suspension for him, it's plus 8,000. Very unlikely. Eleven to twenty game suspension, plus 1,600. Twenty-one to thirty game suspension is plus 150. Ooh, sweet spot. Sweet spot. And then uh, thirty-one to forty game suspension is plus 110. So also that. Wow. Yeah, and more than that, the odds rise up. Um, suspended for the entire season is plus 1,000. Only a fine, no suspension, is plus
1: 150,000. Okay. We're looking at the odds that are similar between 20 and 30 and 30 and 40?
5: Yeah, yeah, I would say that 21 to 30 and 30 to 40, 31 to 40, are the sweet spot of what they expect.
1: This okay, if I that. gave you over under now with those odds, 30 and a half. Thirty and a anybody taking over now, 30 and a half. No one, no takers. <sighs> well, I don't want to root for somebody to get punished like that, <laughs> but if I'm trying to win, you know, the over under bet, I just don't know. You know, his relationship with the commissioner after this happened. Uh, you know, it has he's shown contrition. Because I think the commissioner thought that he showed contrition the last time and then he realized that he was just acting. Um, You'd have to factor that in as well. But the commissioner sounded like, you know, our investigation is over and uh, I'm going to wait until the end of the NBA finals. Probably feels like Friday. Thursday's the parade for the Nuggets. Don't want to take away from that. And then also, you know, all of a sudden you just sneak it in on Friday. Oh, by the way, John Morant suspended for 32 games. All right, let me take a break. We'll talk to George Kittle, the Niners 40, uh, the Niners tight end. And uh, we'll get to more phone calls coming up as well here on the Dan Patrick Show. Simply safe home security. It's so simple. Paulie installed it and it's safe. Yeah, yeah. Paulie thought he was going to be doing this for the afternoon, and I think it took you less than 15 minutes to do this.
5: Yeah, and if you knew what you're doing, it'd take less than 10.
1: (laughs) Now, you would think that they would rest on their laurels because they've been named the best home security system by U.S. News and World Report 2023, 2022, 2021. And they've come up with this uh, two-in-one smoke and CO detector, and it's great because I've had this before. Were you cooking something? Well, my wife's cooking something. And then there's smoke, and then all of a sudden the fire alarm goes off. Well, the two-in-one smoke and CO detector distinguishes between fire and cooking smoke, so you're protected and get fewer false alarms. Simply Safe 24/7 professional monitoring, and they're able to dispatch the police and firefighters or EMTs. And the monitoring service costs under a dollar a day. Uh, right now, get 20% off your new system when you sign up for interactive monitoring. Simply there is no safe like simply safe. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
2: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. And Monopoly Go...
3: You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe oh, same. there was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I even really I mean? thought about that. Yeah. Most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun.
1: You know that summer afternoon. We're coming into that time of the year. Be like, oh man, crack look, one, yes or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know Miller Light, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Light delivered right to your door, visit millerlight.com/patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ninety-six calories per twelve ounces.
0: A young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere.
1: Get tickets now. Golf's biggest stars in Hollywood to conquer Los Angeles, uh, LACC, they like to call it, and capture the sport's third major title, U.S. Open. That'll be coming up Thursday through Sunday, NBC USA, and Peacock. Wonderful golf course. Actually, two calls, uh, golf courses out there at LACC. I think I uh, played the North course uh, more often than this, the South. But, uh, and by the way, thank you for pre-ordering the uh, book that I wrote with the longtime Simpsons writer Joel Cohen, The Occasionally Accurate Annals of Football. It comes out in September, but you can pre-order at danpatrick.com. He's George Kittle, the Niners tight end, four-time pro bowler. And uh, Tight End University begins its third year, three-day event at Vandy in Nashville from June 20th through the 22nd. George is uh, back on the program. We haven't played the how-much-can-you-bench game in a while. How about we do this with George? How much do you think? Max, one rep. Todd, what do you think for uh, George? 425. 425? Holy moly. Okay. Seton? say. Three forty-five. All right, Marvin. That's respectful. Uh, Marvin. Three eighty-five. Three eighty-five. Okay, Paulie. I'm gonna go four even
5: based off his reaction. Four
1: even. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three ninety. Wow. How much can George Kittle bench press one time? Max rep is what.
6: Um, I haven't done a max rep in about two years, but I think it was, I think I got 405.
1: 405.
6: Okay. I think I got got it once. Now, I did have like one board on my chest just for that,
1: but I'm going to take it. Okay.
6: That's fair, right?
1: What's the most you've seen somebody bench press?
6: I watched Shaq Thompson, the guard. Uh, He works on me in Nashville, and the bar was bending on both sides (laughs) as he benched it. And he was benching more than I squat. So, and that's, I squat a lot. So that, that was kind of humbling experience to see him do that.
1: Well, what are we talking about? 500, 600?
6: Yeah, somewhere. It was it was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, over it was over 550, I'm pretty
1: sure. But Maybe I, 500, 550. 500. Who would bench the most at tight end university?
6: Hmm. It's a good question. Um, you know, my first name that came to my head was like Luke Stalker, old Titans tight end. Big. He's a big, big stocky guy. I work out with him too. I would say him or um, Hayden Hurst is look. He's a strong dude. He's he's got some girth to him. I would definitely say Hayden. He's he's definitely a strong guy.
1: When did the tight end position change? Uh,
6: like from being an extra left tackle. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think there's guys that started the change from Tony G to Antonio Gates. Shannon Sharp, like guys that were ahead of their time Uh, because nowadays if you have a tight end that can only run block and he can't run routes, he's only playing like 10 snaps a game. And so to be able to play the, you know, if you want to play every single snap, if you want to get paid like a top guy, you have to be able to do everything and you have to get out there and run routes. Um, But I think it was like the biggest, I think um, Gronk and Kelsey and uh, like Jimmy Graham was kind of like the, he was like right before Gronk and Kelsey. And I think they both really changed the game which is their passing because with the receiving stuff, just because once you have a tight end that can dominate the middle of a field going against nickels and linebackers, or you have to use two guys to cover him and then you open up all the outside guys, I think that completely changed the game. So, I mean, I would say like seven to, seven to 10 years ago, I think the game's completely changed. And I think it just keeps getting faster and faster with the tight end position.
1: Yeah. I go back to Mike Ditka and John Mackey. Those were guys who could break open and break yeah. off of five, 10-yard pass reception, and they could take it a long distance. Kellen Winslow might have been the first athletic tight end and almost felt like that was a wide receiver, but uh, Kellen Winslow was probably the first one that I remember. And then as far as getting paid, you know, wide receivers get paid. Where do the tight ends sort of fit? How do you get paid as a tight end and where you can get uh, wide receiver money?
6: Well, if you look back at it, in the last six years, I'm pretty sure Travis Kelsey is leading the NFL in receiving yards, and he makes half of what uh, our top wide receivers are making, and that doesn't make sense to me, and so I'll continually be a vocal uh, voice for tight ends uh, to get paid more money, but um, you know what? That's just the battle we're fighting. That's kind of the point of tight end you is just to elevate the position so more guys have an opportunity to go out there and secure a bag, and to raise that uh to raise that pay
1: grade for all of us. Yeah, but you guys are so important now. Thank you. But it's like running backs though, George. You know, running backs are still important. You know, they're catch they gotta catch you know eighty passes and rush for a thousand yards. They have a short career, and they don't get any respect whatsoever. Why is that?
6: Oh, Dan, you're getting me fired up today, man. That's crazy. Uh you know what? You look at a guy like Christian McCaffrey who one season had over a thousand yards receiving and a thousand yards rushing. And uh, you know, I think he's his contract might be sixteen million, and which is awesome. And I'm not gonna complain about making millions of dollars. I'm not. But when you compare it to other guys in the league, um, you know, there's wide receivers who are second string wide receivers making twenty or making eighteen million. And this is a guy like Christian McCaffrey or uh Dalvin Cook, four thousand one thousand yard seasons in a row, he's twenty seven years old. He's got at least Three to five left them at a high level, in my opinion. Um, but like you just look at Christian, the, like every single play he affects the defense. Even if he's running a wide route to the side, there's two guys looking at him, which is opening up the middle of the field for everybody else. And I'm not saying that the Niners should pay Christian McCaffrey more money. You know, I hope they do. He's fantastic. But just the running back position itself is very disrespected because of the amount of carries and touches that these guys get every single game. And um, and like another thing is like. An argument is oh running backs get hurt a lot you know they're 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 whatever like their livelihood in the nfl is not as long as people i argue that with obj just came off of two season need surgeries and he's making 18 million dollars <laughs> so don't don't say it's injuries don't say that it's about the player and obj is fantastic and i you know i wish him success but like if you're going to pay a guy who's come off two surgeries 18 million how can the best running back in the nfl make 16. And then, how can the best tight ends in the NFL make fifteen or less?
1: He's crazy. George Kittle, the Niners' tight end, four bowl, uh, four-time Pro Bowler. Explain Cooper Cup. Ooh.
6: Um. He's like a calm, silent assassin technician. He just does everything right. I see how I've seen him work before. I uh, hung out with him a couple times. Fantastic dude. Uh, family dude. But, like, just his his intent with what he does is pretty – I think that's what makes him so good is every time he touches a field, his intent is to be great and to be the best one on the field. And that's what it looks like on film. Um, and you see everything that he does. He can run out of route on anybody, whether it's a corner, safety, nickel, linebacker, it doesn't matter who's covering him. He can be double covered. And he's also really smart. You see those post-game interviews where he's talking about the, the fire blitz off the side, he's hot off of this and all that stuff, <laughs> which is – you know I, I, and. You know, I, I can uh, I see that as well. I just don't explain it in the same terms as he does. But he uh, the way that he breaks that stuff down, it's really impressive. So you know that every time he's running a route, he's seen the whole defense and he's seen, hey, the leverage is outside. I know that it's probably warm plug. So when I run this route, I need to create a little bit more width on the outside. So when I do break inside, there's a window for Stafford to hit me. And you can see that thought process when you watch this film and uh, he's fantastic. I mean, what can you say about that? The triple crown a year ago. So you know, I hope he comes back healthy and just dominates again, except for the, against the Niners.
1: What was it like in the huddle when you were playing Philadelphia in the playoffs?
6: Before or after I lost two and a half quarterbacks?
1: Well, the whole process there—that you start out, you got to feel good. Brock Purdy, yeah. we're we we're feeling good about our team. Then he gets hurt, <laughs> and, and then what do you what are you thinking now? And then when McCaffrey comes in as your quarterback, what are you thinking?
6: <laughs> uh, you know what, I was incredibly confident before the game. Uh, Purdy was 8-0, he's hot, our offense was averaging 30 points a game, number one defense in the league. Uh, so, I mean, I think all of our confidence was sky high. Um, Brock gets hurt, uh, Josh Johnson comes in. You no, know, I play with Josh, that was my second, second and a half year playing with Josh Johnson. Uh, definitely have gotten a lot of reps with him. You know, one of the years we played together, I was coming off the of IR, and so I got a bunch of reps with him. Know he can throw a ball, know he knows the offense. So still confident um you know i mean honestly i was still really confident as long as someone's back there could throw a football i know that we can still run our offense um and then you know once josh got hurt which was really unfortunate about was that like a drive into the third quarter and then Christian comes in, or Brock Purdy comes in, and he can't throw left handed, which I'm very disappointed about. And hey, I was telling John Lynch, we should draft quarterbacks <laughs> who can throw both arms. Like, why not? Seems like a simple thing to do. You know, I have to run block, pass throw, and run around. So why okay. can't a quarterback throw with two arms? All right, but, fair uh, point. Um,
1: fair point. Yeah, I know.
6: Thanks, Dan. Um, but so I mean, it was the whole just it just kind of sucked. It just I mean, you look at guys, and especially when the second when when we're out of quarterbacks, we're just on our running back or our quarterback that can't throw you're just kind of like well you know that we're going to get 11 in the box they're going to blitz every single play there's literally nothing that we can do there's no trick play that we can run um we're already down 14 points like it was uh it was definitely dying a slow death (laughs) that's about that's about what it was and I mean there's not much we could do differently about it um you know I had people hit me up like hey you know you just got to work harder and that's how you guys are going to win next year and it's just like I don't know winning 12 games straight and then losing two quarterbacks it doesn't really feel like i need to work harder it just feels like i need to be a little bit luckier yeah my quarterback stays healthy so you know there's that um nothing that you know i don't really linger with it too i thought i played a pretty good game uh, nothing really i could have done differently at that point too but uh it is what it is you know are you expecting
1: some- brock to be starting week One? Oh
6: yeah i am i mean if you win eight games in a row it's hard to bench
1: that guy. No, I mean, health-wise. Health-wise.
6: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I do. I think, I mean, he's been throwing. I think he looks good. I've seen him throw once or twice. Um, he's confident. He's in a good place mentally uh, and physically. So I'm excited about that, you know. Um, like I said, we were rolling with him, averaging 30 points a game. So, why? I mean, looking forward to it.
1: What do you hope these tight ends get out of tight end university?
6: Uh, let's see. The main things I hope they get is first – I hope then, like, when a rookie finishes his first game uh, against a team that he is, is comfortable going across the field and talking to other tight ends and to feel like they're not alone out here and they're not just, like, at you know out at sea by themselves. And if they want to, they can text me. They can text Travis Kelsey. They can hit up Greg Olson. Um, they can hit up Hayden Hurst. They can hit up Dallas Goddard and ask him questions. And it's just kind of building a brotherhood of, you know, whether it's support or, you know, just friendship. That's kind of my biggest goal with the tight end U. Um, after that, I hope guys come in and they learn a thing or two about whether it's run game, running routes, or just your mindset approaching certain individual plays, whether it's a game or a game week. It's just learning how to play the tight end position at a high level. That's what I hope to get out of it.
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Quarterbacks seem to have this fraternity, and I don't know if other positions do, but you're you're trying to create that fraternal nature with, with tight ends. This is how... Pros do it. This is what's going to happen your first year. This is where you know you need to improve. You know those kind of things. So it's it's sort of a seminar, tutorial, a PowerPoint of how to play the position. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool.
6: Thanks, Dan. No, it's fun. And you know, this year we got uh, Gronks coming through. Really excited about that. Uh oh. Keg,
1: keg stands. Hey, we'll see. Hey, you said fraternity. That's <laughs> those are your words. Not mine.
6: Uh, we got that uh, and then what well actually one of my favorite guests we got coming this year is uh jordan reed and he's going to teach releases uh which i'm really excited about so we have like a whole highlight reel of his top releases and he's just going to talk about his mindset hey this guy's press at the inside release route these are the thought my thought process going into these releases and while i don't know if everybody can do jordan reed's releases because he's one of the freakiest <laughs> athletes i've ever seen it'll still be fun to be able to see that and be able to uh, kind of apply that to your game so yeah, it's it's gonna be a good
1: time. Will Farrell is uh, Frank the tank. He, you know, so Gronk would be Frank the tank from Will Farrell and Old School, where there's gonna be keg stands and we yeah. could get loose here at tight end university.
6: No, um, we're not gonna not have a good time. I will say that. We're gonna have some fun.
1: Okay. And then you have partners there, event partners to to help you as well. So they'll be involved in this as well
6: yeah you know i mean the whole thing the reason that we can do all of this is because of our sponsors um charman is one of our big sponsors you can see that right here see that on my t-shirt oh, right here
1: okay
6: um you know charman tight ends it kind of goes hand in hand let's just be honest uh so they're you know a big partner <laughs> uh bridgestone is a huge partner partner for us too they're back for year three uh we're actually cool too we always like try to give back at some point during tight end you so about 20 of the 75 guys Uh, We're going to meet up with about 150 high school kids and 50 middle schoolers and talk about literacy and why reading is important, why school is so important. So to be able to give back to the national
1: community. Don't Don't bring Gronk to that.
6: You know, I think, see, one of the things, you know Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah. All right. So. I'm a big Calvin and Hobbes guy. Got him tatted on my hand right there. I know. So, uh, but of course the, you do. With, with the fifth and sixth graders, we're going to go through a bunch of Calvin and Hobbes books. So I think Gronk could participate in that one. Let's see. We got um, Raising Cane's, one of my favorite favorite chicken restaurants. I'm obsessed with Raising Cane's sauce, so really excited to see them back. And, um, you know, Levi's, because every tight end looks great in a pair of Levi's. Oh, I see what you're
1: doing. Yeah, I see what you're doing. I think we need to have a long snapper, you. Because, you know, those guys are forgotten. You know, there, there's a science to being a long snapper, and you only get mentioned when you screw up.
6: <laughs> I know, isn't that brutal? The only time. You could have, a, you could have like, ten game-winning ones in a year, and no one will say your name once. And one mildly bad snap and you're off. You're out of the NFL.
1: What's it, what's it like in the huddle when somebody gets called for holding and it, and you have to bring back a long touchdown? And then they announce that holding number 73 and then he has to come back into the huddle. Anybody say anything?
6: I had one of those this year. It was, uh, you know what? I'm not allowed to say that it's a bad call, but I disagree with the call. Okay. Um, And I had a holding call on a touchdown by Elijah Mitchell. We're playing the Saints. And I think I was blocking the guy and he tried to move and he tripped over my foot. And so he kind of fell a little bit and and the back judge threw a flag on me. It was like a 50 yard touchdown run. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, holding 85. I just say, Trent Williams looks at me, he goes, don't even think about it. Terrible call. Don't worry about it. I'm like, thank you, Trent Williams. I feel great about myself
3: now. (laughs)
1: Have fun there. Play nice at tight end university at uh, Vandy, the 20th through the 22nd. He's uh, George Kittle. Thank you, George. Good to talk to you again.
6: Dan, yeah, can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. Uh, how was it like hitting Stone Cold Steve Austin with a chair?
1: It was very nerve wracking. I have the chair right over there in the corner. You still have That's so cool. Uh, yes. Um, he had a pad. A, a, it was probably an eight by eight pad on his back. And he said, "What? Well, just make sure you hit me right there. And I go, okay. So I have a chair. I have a folding chair. And I smack him. And then he goes, you got to hit me harder than that. And I hit him again. He goes, harder. And then I we did like five takes. The last one that I did, I swung so hard with the metal chair. You can see the paper on the bulletin board like flying. I hit him so hard. And he goes, that's... Yeah, can I have another one, Dan? In, in in the commercial, I did, and I hit him again. There's a big dent in it, but I had to hit him right on that pad, and I thought, oh, my God, if I miss, and it glances up, and, you know, it, nerve-wracking, nerve-wracking, but he was so much fun and a great sport, and it probably took us 30 minutes to do that, but when he said, you got to hit me harder than that, and I went, all right, I'm going to, and, uh, you know, we, I went all in on it.
6: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Thanks for sharing, man. Good dude. I really good dude. That. All right. Thank you, George. Yep, see uh, you guys. That's tight end university. George Kiddo. Always good to have him on. That's pretty cool what they're doing. All right, let's take a break. We'll get to uh, more phone calls coming up after this. Got a big day coming up, a big reveal. I sent some tapes into Legacy Box. I'd had them around the house for a long, long time, decades. And my wife said, let's do something about these so we don't lose them. I said, well, I got a great partner, great sponsor, Legacy Box. Put them in a box and shipped them to Legacy Box. They digitized them for me. So you have tape, film, pictures, and then they send it back to you. You could get it back on a thumb drive or a cloud, Well, it's like magic. Legacy Box, you fill the old VHS tapes, camcorder tapes, pictures, and they and they professionally digitize everything, and they send it back. The last time that I got something back from Legacy Box, it was Hootie and the Blowfish 27 years ago when we went to London, Scotland, and Ireland. They had an encore where they came out and they were singing Fight the Power, and they were in their boxer shorts. All the memories. All the great memories. Legacy Box. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Patrick and shop their $9 tape sale. Take advantage of this. LegacyBox.com slash Patrick. Unlock this incredible offer.
3: You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe oh, same. there was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I even really I mean? thought about that. Yeah. Most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun.
1: Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in
0: most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms
1: at pick slash promos. I was looking at the yardage for the U.S. Open, L.A. Country Club. You have some par threes that are around 250 yards. Now you have another par three. I think it's 131 yards, but you got some par threes that are uh, 250 yards. Yikes. It's going to be a lot of fun, but uh, the yardage is going to be about 7,500 yards from the tips, as they like to say. Josh in Fort Wayne. Hi, Josh. What's on your mind today? Hey, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Mark in South Carolina. Hi, Mark. What's on your mind today? Good
4: morning, Mr. Dan Patrick and the Danettes. Great to be... uh, Great day in Columbia, South Carolina, getting to talk to Dan Patrick and recently becoming a grandfather for the first time. It's just amazing. He's right up there with that.
1: Oh, congratulations.
4: Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I had, I guess, a chime in or a question as well about the John Morant situation. Uh, If you were the... um, Commissioner, and could the commissioner with John Morant say you suspended him for half a season? Could you put stipulations there to say, hey, I'm going to need you to be checking in with me once a week? I'm going to need you to, you and your team, put together a, a game plan, not just a game plan as to how you get better as a player, but as you get how to become a better model, role model, citizen, a uh, better John Morant, you know, mentality wise?
1: Well, I'm not going to leave this to him to make himself better at age 23, because we've seen how that's worked so far. Wonderful talent, but it's the stuff off the floor. And who is helping you? Do you have a mentor there? Do you have guidance there? You have your parents. What involvement do they have? You're the breadwinner. They may not want to upset the breadwinner. I have no idea. But if I'm the commissioner and I'm going to suspend you, let's say it's 30 games. I I need to have somebody checking in on him at all times as part of your punishment that there has to be some kind of checks and balances here. We know where you are, what you're doing, who you're hanging out with, because the NBA has invested in John Moran. He's one of their future stars. He's their stars. And you don't want to lose him. That's an investment. And you want to make sure that you're able to help him. Now, you can say, well, if he wasn't one of their big investments, would you be doing it? I would hope if you're suspending somebody for that amount of time, you would check on them. whatever they did to earn that suspension, that you would be checking on them to help them understand what they did and have them be able to you know, come back to the NBA. But this really should be on the Memphis Grizzlies. It shouldn't necessarily be. It should be Memphis and the NBA instead of the NBA is going to do all the uh, heavy lifting here it should be the Memphis Grizzlies and build in some kind of infrastructure here. That would be my big concern with this. Eric in Florida. Hi, Eric. What's on your mind?
4: Yeah, hi, Dan, I wanted to weigh on the John Morant situation as well. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, the NBA should find John Moran a lot of money uh, because I know you just said about the uh, Grizzlies, but I wouldn't punish the Grizzlies as a team. I would punish John Morant where it would hurt would be in the wallet.
1: He's already lost a lot of money, though, Eric. A million, two million, three million, five million is not going to kill him. He missed out on all NBA honors, and that cost him $40 million. So the suspension, he's going to lose money, and yes, it hurts Memphis, but this is a collaborative effort. It's Memphis and John Morant. They go hand in hand. They need to work in unison. Baker and Bozeman. Hey, Baker, what's on your mind?
4: Hey, D.P. Hey, Danette. Um, First of all, Dan, congratulations to you on the upcoming book. Looking forward to reading that. Um, Thank you. And also, congratulations to Denver and the state of Colorado. First ever NBA championship is a big deal. And and on that topic, I keep thinking about Jokic. And, And I have never, and I've watched sports my entire life, I have never seen a champion react like he did (laughs) and it's you know his whole focus is on his family and wanting to get back home and the the drudgery of a of a parade and so i hope that the denver owners are watching the dan patrick show today because your idea and and if idea around uh you know uh a um a parade in, in both countries i think makes perfect sense because here's the thing dan and this is my question to you is do you think that there's any chance That he retires early, in Andrew Luck, and thinks, okay, I've done all that I want to do in this sport. I want to focus on my horses and my family.
1: Well, it's extreme. Keep in mind, Andrew Luck didn't accomplish everything he wanted to. He was injured. Uh, I don't know if Nikola Jokic says, I just want to go home. I got the money. I want to go home. I mean, would it surprise me at this juncture? Yes. Would it surprise me in two years? Three years, it would not. But he's not injured. Andrew Luck got tired of being injured trying to come back to play and it's said, I don't want to play anymore. This is different with Jokic. But he's wired differently. It's like Tim Duncan. But Tim Duncan loved to play basketball. He didn't like the other stuff, but he loved playing basketball. I'm, I'm guessing that the Joker loves playing basketball. He may not like the ancillary stuff, like a damn victory parade. <laughs> when is parade? Thursday. Oh, no. Final hour coming up, more phone calls. Dan and the Dan at Dan Patrick Show. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary.
0: We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a
3: base hit to center field. Whatever the sport,
0: whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call
1: clickgranger.com or just stop by.
0: Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Freddie prince Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey Jeff.